You're listening to Letters to Jaleesa, Compassion Without Compromise podcast. Excited to be back with another episode today, okay? Like I said, you all are the content and I am the creator and I need the letters in order to form the content. So if you have any questions, concerns about whatever and you just need some sort of advice or some sense of direction I will help in the best that I can so be sure to send those letters in as soon as you can and also thank you to everyone who's been listening and supporting y'all already know I am super appreciative of just everything and I want to be as consistent as possible so keep it coming okay um but We are on episode number nine, y'all. Yes. I don't even know. (laughs) I don't even know how to feel. I'm excited. I, I just know that there's more to come. And today's episode is titled Patience in Due Time. Mm hmm. So without further ado, let's get into episode number nine. All right, the letter reads, Hey, Jaleesa, I'm working on renewing my relationship with God, but I've been distracted. Lately, I've had a hard time being patient with anyone in anything. I know that God's time is the best time, but sometimes I feel like things are taking too long to happen, and I just want to give up. It's causing problems in my motivation and relationships with people close to me. It feels like the odds are against me, and there's no sense of direction around me. Everyone keeps telling me to pray, and I have, but then what? How do I practice patience when I don't have any? Ooh, honey. I mean, first of all, let me just start off by saying you are not in this boat alone. It's I know I say this, and it, it might sound redundant, but it's true. A lot of people are dealing with the very things that you all are writing in about, especially with something as broad as patience and as common as patience, if that makes sense. So many people are having to deal with different situations that require this fruit of the spirit. And it's not easy, but it's possible. Let's start off with scripture. In Romans chapter 12, verse 12, in the New Living Translation, it says, Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. And the Amplified Version puts it this way. It says, constantly rejoicing in hope because of our confidence in Christ, steadfast and patient in distress, devoted prayer, continually seeking wisdom, guidance, and strength. There goes your way to to seeking more patience and finding out how to be more patient is through devoted prayer. It's through wisdom, it's through guidance, it's through strength. And wisdom being the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. The quality of being wise. And that's the Oxford Languages definition. You want to know how to practice patience, but you are lacking the wisdom which comes from experience the quality of having experience. For example, there are different people who wait at a red light. You have, let, let's say there's there's three different types of people. I'm sure there's more, but um, j- 
just just for this example, there's three different kind of people. You have one person who runs the light. If it's taken too long or in general, then you have someone who keeps their foot prepared to push on the gas as soon as the light turns green. Then you have the person who waits patiently in case, you know, who who waits patiently and eases their foot on the gas when the light turns green. Now, the first person has no patience or wisdom because it is their own understanding and ego that make them feel like they don't have to wait. Then the second person, they have a better understanding, but the quality of experience of maybe a probable accident is lacking. Therefore, they rush at the first chance they get to go. Then you have the third person who gets it. They waited, they took proper precautions, and when it was time to go, they coasted with ease. To me, it sounds like you lack in the actual application of patience when you're experiencing a quote-unquote wait. You said yourself that you've been distracted in your relationship with God, right? So why would you expect the green light Better yet, the keys to your next big thing when you are exuding signs of immaturity or unreadiness. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 says, Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Discipline, self-control, patience, they all go hand in hand with one another. You feel like the odds are against you, but it could be that your foundation is not being moisturized or watered or nurtured. I don't mean to come off harsh. And I'm honestly talking to myself when I'm saying this. Like I listen back to these letters for myself as well because I'm also dealing with this. But I have to be straight up. Put your trust in God by allowing yourself to take deep breaths. And pray when things are not going the way you'd want them to. If you know God's timing is the best, what are you rushing for? In Proverbs chapter 19, verse 2 to 3, it says, Enthusiasm without knowledge is no good. Haste makes mistakes. People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. The odds are not against you. You just want God to be in the same rush that you're in, but it doesn't work like that. If everyone around you keeps telling you to pray because, you know, you're you're dealing with. You're dealing with lack of patience trust it it's like you're saying okay they're telling me to pray and then what and then wait because that's the problem you're not waiting you're not you have no patience when it comes to God we are living a life that we do not have control of every outcome too but what you can control is how you move during this journey steady be steady don't be Don't be so in a rush that you miss out on other opportunities around you, that you miss out on other blessings intended for you because you were so focused on this one thing 
that you couldn't wait or that you couldn't at least find something good in the process to look forward to that wouldn't make it seem like your dreams or your goals were so out of reach. Everyone keeps telling you to pray because what you're looking for, no one can give you outside of God. And you want a sturdy foundation for your patience to evolve. And that stems from the spirit. In Galatians chapter 5 verse 22, I'm actually teaching my youth class about this, about the fruit of the spirit. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Patience. It says there is no law against these things. When you're thinking about like fruit, like actual fruit, that come from plants. Fruit grow from fertile soil, right? Not only does it take being consistent in the care process, but it takes time. Not every fruit is grown every season, but we wait and we're excited when they come. In your waiting season, be present with God. Acknowledge your faults and be willing to work on them with God. Don't count him out. In Isaiah chapter 60, verse 22, this is like towards the bottom of that verse. But it says, at the right time, I, the Lord, will make it happen. This is when the people of Jerusalem are being told about the glory of God over them and, you know, their land after they had sinned against him. And all of these blessings would take time but they would come. Remember that patience is the ability to bear through or wait on something without getting upset. You're just now starting your renewal process. So it's going to require lots of patience in order for you to move in a way that's steady, to move in a way that aligns with whatever process it is that God wants you to go through. And you just have to be willing to accept the journey for what it is. Also, while you are being patient, make sure that you are not comparing yourself to other people around you and their journeys. Because it might seem like someone is having an easy journey or you might be looking at someone who got that job faster than you or was able to keep that job or the person who was able to have kids or whatever it may be. And it's like you're looking at these different people, but you don't know what other struggles they might have in their life but you're looking at that one aspect and that's what's being glamorized because that's what people want to focus on no one wants to focus on the hardships in life but they're real and we all face them and if you are quick to anger then you're going to endure a lot of pain during your process. But if you find peace in knowing that God is going to get you to where you need to be exactly when you need to be there, then you will start to understand how vital 
patience is. Try praying for more than just patience, but also the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding to even obtain whatever it is that you're waiting for. Like I said, in Proverbs 19.2, it's telling you the why of patience. Why does God say to be patient? Because haste people make mistakes. How can you be patient or practice something you don't know? Romans 12, 12, by devoted prayer, continually looking for wisdom, guidance, and strength from God. I have not been the most patient person, especially when it comes to waiting on my blessings. So I am speaking from a place of wisdom because I've experienced things like this. So when I say to not only pray for the things you want, but to start by asking for what it is God wants you to do. And if it is what he wants you to do to prepare you for all that comes with it. I was listening to this video on Instagram and it was this lady. I think her name is like Trisha Finamore or Finamore. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's uh, something like that. And um, in the video, she's talking about you know, this, I guess, game that her and her son play, he would be yelling for her to do different things in the car, like honk or speed up and things of that nature. And she would do it if, you know, the coast was clear and everything was safe. Like she would, you know, honk or she would uh, step on her gas a little bit just to, you know, just to get him a little aroused, to get him happy and hype. But There was one day that she was at a four-way intersection and he started yelling, go, go, go. And she's like, I can't, it's not safe to go. Give me a minute, you know? And he's still shouting for her to go. So then she compares it to her relationship with God. As a passenger, he's yelling for her to go, go, go. What her son did not see was all of the cars, the traffic and pedestrians crossing the intersection. But because she could see that, she knew to wait. Even as her child is yelling for her to go, she had to wait. It's the same type of situation with us when it comes to God. If you're believing God to be your chauffeur through this life and you say go, But he says, not just yet. Trust him. You cannot see as far ahead as he can, nor can you always get the chance to see what he was making you wait for. But you will always get to see why he made you wait. The light does not turn green just because you're in a rush. The light turns green at the right time. And so long as you are at peace and prepared according to God's judgment, You will be where you are supposed to be exactly when you're supposed to be there. In Psalm chapter 40, verse one, it says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and I and heard my cry. He inclined to me, meaning that meaning that God drew closer. In your time of patience. It's a perfect time to renew your relationship with God because you start to understand why things are going the way that they're going. I went back to read the story of Abraham and Sarah because I was like, dang, like 
I only know it on a surface level basis, but I was like, goodness gracious, like they really waited until they were a hundred years old to have a child. Like that's crazy. But I needed to understand the background of that because where did this patients come from? And if they were patient, how did they do it? Right. And then different things started to be revealed to me. Sarah decided to take matters into her own hands and get her, her maid, I guess for lack of better words, to sleep with her husband so that he could have a child. Because see, God had made this promise to Abraham that he would have children and that he would, you know, be the father of many nations. But it was taken too long, so they felt like. So to speed up the story, the lady ends up having a son named Ishmael. And Ishmael was prophesied to be hostile. He was going to be confrontation. He was going to fight with everybody. Everybody was going to fight with him. And that was going to be his destiny. See, that was not the child, nor was that the promise that God had made to them. Well, that God had made to Abraham. And so it took years and years and years and years. And then finally, Sarah ended up having Isaac and Isaac had a completely different prophecy spoken over his life. And it was a great prophecy over his life. But time needed to pass and they needed to go through what they went through in order for them to have the child that God said that they were going to have this son. And don't get me wrong. Abraham is still someone who is looked at as a patient person. And God even refers back to it. Um, If you go to Hebrews chapter six, I think it's verse 11. Don't quote me, but I know for sure it's Hebrews chapter six, somewhere in there. He um, talks about how he uses Abraham as an example, but also keep in mind with this story that Abraham was patient. But at the time that he went and had Ishmael and decided and him and Sarah, Sarai at the time decided to take matters into their own hands. That was prior to them coming to God. So this is back when he was Abram and she was Sarai. But Abraham and Sarah, they exuded patience, but it wasn't until they were like 75 years old. And then uh, they started to you know, do what God told them to do to begin with. And boom, Isaac comes later on. If they had waited, they would not have to deal with or worry about Ishmael. Well, I mean, Sarah didn't really worry about him, but Abraham wouldn't have to worry about Ishmael. But because they did not wait, They had to suffer these consequences, at least. But he got everything that God had revealed to him in his dream. God made a covenant with this man and was like, look, these are all the things that I'll do for you. I'll make you wealthy. I'll do this. I'll do that. And he stuck to it. So long story short, what I'm trying to get you to see is that if you wait and you allow God to be God, And trust the process and also understanding that sometimes you have to work on yourself before you are rewarded with whatever it is that your heart desires. Start working on yourself. 
Because when you're so focused on a situation that you feel like it's owed to you or you can't wait any longer, that's when you start making irrational decisions. That's when things start to get hard. That's when people start to play the blame game when it comes to God because you want to be in total control of how things are going, but that's just not what it is. Yeah, you have free will, but you also have a higher being that knows better than you. Who you're supposed to be seeking all of this knowledge from. And let me just let you know that I am super proud of the fact that you are taking the initiative to renew your relationship with God in order for you to get this patience. Just like Abraham and just like Sarah, before they became who they were later known to be and stood for, they also had a problem with patience. So while you're going through this new journey of figuring out how to do so, be kind to yourself and get ready to reintroduce you to you because you ain't going to be who you are right now. You're going to be a better you. And that's exactly what happened to them. They became better them or they became better versions of themselves and God renamed them. My homework for you is to practice patience with the people around you first because if you start to see how difficult it is to deal with people you'll start to see how difficult it is for God to deal with you be patient because he's patient with you that is my advice to you today and I want to pray you already know we gotta we gotta pray for you pray for your mind Pray for your heart. Pray for your peace. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for waking us up this morning, giving us a new day to rejoice and be glad in. I pray for all the fruit of the Spirit, but especially patience when it comes to this person. I pray that you give them the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding that they need So that when the blessings that their hearts desire come into their lives, that they are not taken for granted. I pray, dear God, that you show them mercy and allow them to extend grace to those around them so that they can find a peace in the waiting process. Whether they have to wait on people or they have to wait on you, that they understand that Time does not revolve around one situation or one person, but instead time could be used wisely. So I pray that you give them that wisdom that they need in order for them to use their time in the way that you want them to. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise in your son's name. We pray. Amen. This was episode number nine of Letters to Jaleesa, Compassion Without Compromise podcast. If you have any questions about any situations, feel free to send a letter to letters to Jaleesa at gmail.com. That is letters, T-O-J-E-L-I-S-S-A at gmail.com. And I'll respond on my podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm out.